Building a business is one thing, but in reality, you learn a lot more about life than you would actually ever imagine. There's little things inside the business that are just really about life that you might actually hear other people outside of business saying the same thing. You're like, oh, well, they're saying it outside of the business and I'm hearing inside the business between Dave and I, like probably should improve on that a little bit. Hey everybody, my name is Zach and I'm Dave. And we're back with another exciting episode of The Founder's Life. And on today's episode, as always, we have three very interesting topics. The first topic is how do we run a company with different leadership styles? And Dave and I are very different, so we'll get into that. The next is how do we support each other as founders and still be able to run the company? And then last but not least is the idea of the day. And if you've purchased a concert ticket or a sporting event ticket, I think you're going to like this idea. So I have that saved for the end. But let's start out with are different leadership styles, Dave. So why don't you describe my leadership style, then maybe I could describe yours a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I think that's the best way to do it. So, so I would say, I would say your your leadership style, um, the the best the best way I could describe it is you you aspire to be more like Steve Jobs. I would say is is like your general ethos. I'm not saying you're exactly like Steve Jobs. I don't think you like. I know Steve Jobs is known to like fly off his handle every once in a while. You don't do that as much anymore, but um, <laughs> I, I would say that I would say your, yours is more. You like to sit back, think, reflect before you uh, before you project something. Um, you are definitely more so uh, account very accountability first. You you're more so like lead with example, um, and I, I would say that that is like like the core essence of it. It's just kind of like that organization that. Um, initial thought for your leadership. And then in terms of the team, um, you're always more thinking about how you can serve the team and make things easier on them with, um, with the way that you lead. So I would, I would say that kind of sums it up in a lot of ways. I would describe your leadership style as you're very focused on one particular thing within the business and you really want the other team you like you want to hire really great players to then really just handle it themselves and you don't have to get involved not necessarily that's a bad thing obviously this we're going to talk about this a little bit where i like to get my hands dirty i like to get involved yours is more like well why don't we hire you know the best possible player uh on the team and let them run the ship and i'll kind of jump in day to day or not day to day like once in a while to kind of check in on how they're doing would you would you describe that accurately yeah i mean like like you know, for us, we have a shared vision of how we like things done in terms of the execution. You know, the way I kind of operate is I say, all right, you know, I'm hiring you because I, I have all the faith in the world that you're going to be able to figure it out. And I kind of give you the roadmap, give you where I want to end up and how you get there and how you run your side of your, your piece of business. That's, that's up to you where I think you're more so you, you like to, you like to be there hammering with the team um, and you like to kind of, kind of, uh, throw your input into pretty much almost everything in our business, like how everything is done. Uh, it's definitely like a little bit of a difference in styles. And, you know, I think I, you know, we, we do with some things meet in the middle, but like, I respect the fact that you want to get involved and like your input and things. And I, I feel like you respect the fact that, you know, I have my one little area where I like to take care of things, but beyond that, I kind of let the team do their, do their thing beyond that. But why don't we get into how that as co-founders running the same business, how that can 
almost be detrimental at times, right? Because it's one thing if you have one leader, one leadership style within the company and everyone's kind of like rallied around that and understand that. So if they go to that one person or they kind of are on a call on a, in a meeting, whatever, they can kind of think of that leadership style, maybe apply that in there. But with us, it's like, okay, you kind of have two people. So what would you say is kind of the cons of having both our leadership styles? And I'm going to say clash in a way of they're not the same. So they, they naturally will clash. There will be some similarities, but where would you say like, it's maybe the negative and then we could jump onto the positives at the end. I think the negative is what they're expected to do on the day to day. I think, um, I think in general, when employees um, are dealing with me, they're kind of expected to go do and come back with the result where with you, they're kind of expected to check in and you care deeply how it's done along the way. So I think with when they're, you know, there's a little bit of an dichotomy between me and you where like, you know, if someone's been managed by you for a while, but then they come to me, they're checking in with me multiple times. And I'm just like, Hey, this is your domain. You know more about me. I don't need to give my two cents into it. If you, if you need my help, like let's hop on like a quick call and like sum it all out. But then I like to like set you free and let you do your thing and come back to me when, when something's done where you're, you are every step of the way, you know, we're, we're even seeing it right now. Like we're making, we're literally making thumbnails for the channel and we, we had one of one of our art, graphic artists uh, come up with some thumbnails for the channel. I saw the first one. I'm like, hey, this is great. Let's try it out. And you're like, I want to change this color. I want to change this. Um, and it's just a very, very different approach to doing it where I'm like, you know, let's let kind of, I'm more like, let's, let's let this person shine inside of our system. And you're like, hey, let's build a system together that lets collectively everything shine. So it's a slight it's definitely a slight difference. I'm I'm curious, like where you see, where you see the clash, um, the clash in our leadership styles. I've seen the clash when things come down the pipe, and if I've naturally run something one way, let's say before we had a whole team, like I would manage the projects, and if I manage the projects a certain way, or I was overseeing projects a certain way, they I would give them a lot of the tools and resources. I'd be like, okay, like I'm going to write out this full brief for you. And I'm going to kind of think through the strategy. And, you know, here's the, here's the music I think you should use. Cause that'll, and I was thinking through a lot of the stuff where the, the con with that long-term could be some, some people could become reliant on that. And that's actually what I've noticed can be a huge con, but the other pro for, for me is in my opinion, it moves things a lot faster. So like once it hits the client, it's usually like 80% there. And that's only because I, I was the one who probably talked to the client the most in the, in the beginning, which I'm like, all right, I'm just going to, it's easier for you to just kind of apply this all in this thing than for me to like write this whole thing up and like go through it. I'd rather just put it down and like run with it. The, the pro is really, they're able to get that thing done. But yeah, I mean, the huge con is they can become reliant. And, and that's what I have to watch out for. Now, on the flip side with, with your style, I think, you know, if, if you were working with me for a while, let's say if you're on the team and then all of a sudden they get a project and it's coming from you, it's like, wait a minute, we went from having this whole like articulated thing, right? Like this ball of everything that you need in it to <laughs> there's nothing. And we're like very like high level, like, yeah, make a really amazing video. And it's like, okay, but like, like, where are we going with that? And if they became too reliant on my method, 
then on your method, they're they're really in trouble. Would would you kind of uh, say that we we've fallen into yeah, that and, trap in, in the and, past few years? And I I a hundred percent agree. But I think we've I think we've come to the middle where it's like you know when we're delegating a task or we're leading, you know, you've learned to give enough information to let someone else take a ball and run with it. Um, and I've kind of learned to give a little bit more information um, so that people like know that they can run the ball right instead of left. Because in the past, I've just been like, hey, run the ball. And people have been like, well, you know, where do I run? You know, and, right. you know, I, you know I, I think I've done a little bit better job of giving a little bit more direction. So, you know, I think over time, our leadership styles have become more cohesive. I do think it's something we're still working on, though. I do think I don't think this is like something you and I have like doubt. And I think we're like 60 percent of the way there of like having like a nice com- combination. But I think in the past, like people have described you and I as yin and yang, like we're very much opposites. But I think over time and like spending hours and hours with each other, like, you know, we've almost kind of formed into, you know, one more cohesive unit in the way we lead the company. I also think there's certain people that, that, that work better with my style and then some people that work better with your style. But at the same time, when we're coming together, where I think we're coming to is there needs to be a point where it's like, okay, you and I usually have more information than the team because we naturally are talking with a lot of the clients ahead of the time. It's less so more as the company goes on, but like, especially in the early stages, like we were hundred percent on client calls all the time. And then it got brought to the, brought to the team. So we had the most retained knowledge of like hours of meetings, but where I think we're getting to the point now is, okay, I'm making up names here, but okay, Bob, you're incredible at this. You have incredible talents. Here's where we want to go with this. Here's, you know, some information from the client, but I know you're really great at making X. So let's take that to the next level. Or it's like where else you and I uh, are, and we could talk about this on, on another episode, which is like the educational part is, hey, I know you're really great at making X, but here's this other style that like, I think you could really do incredible on and trying to push them in that direction and, and then shove some projects over their side that really like excites them. And then when they're able to do that, we then are able to show that on the on the front end of, of our product basically being like we can now do this and it just makes it a really great thing for everyone because they're creating new skills we're providing more value for clients the clients are happy because they're getting innovative stuff and it works for everyone and it really comes back to that whole leadership style 100 percent. and i i think another thing like moving on to the second topic that you and i you and i over the years have have really gotten dialed in is um how we support each other in both personal and professional growth with each other. Cause you, you and I, one thing we, while sometimes our leadership <laughs> style varies a little bit, like we're both very much into personal growth um, as well as professional growth. So, you know, I, I, I'm curious like to kick this off for you, like where, where have you like wanted to grow in the past, like let's say 12 months that you felt supported by, by me and like, you know, you know, I, you know, just, just to kick, just to kick things off with this side of the, side of things i'll have to think about that one but i will remember the the this is before we even started viral ideas and i don't know if you're, you remember this but we were at your your temple college interesting apartment house whatever you want to call it and we were at a we were at a there was a party going on and you and i even back in college really ran into the party seat or we like yeah whatever so you and i went up to, to your bedroom and you're showing me all these like books that you've been reading you're like oh this is this is a great one this is, this is another great one. And I'll never forget, I came home on the train with a stack of books that was all about startups, running a business and all this stuff. And I was like, oh, and I ended up reading it. And 
where you and I have collaborated well on is, and this is again, having co-founders, you can do two things and get them done really quickly is you may read a book, you may watch a podcast, you may watch a YouTube video, you may take a, a course, and then you're, you're sending that over my way. And you're like, Hey, here's like the quick bullet points that I think are really valuable that I can buy here. Then I'll, I'll do the same thing. I'll be like, Hey, here's the quick things that I think we can apply here. And I think naturally you can learn much faster that way because it's almost like the abbreviated notes. I mean, of course, like I still should like read the full thing, but it helps propel the entire company forward because we have two minds just like hunkering down on education and doing better. I mean, do you, do you see that with us? Do you remember that story? <laughs> I do. And I, and I actually in college by my bed, um, I didn't have a bookshelf in college because you know, it was just random what, books what, what all co- over it. What college guy has a bookshelf? But next to my bed, up to the up to the top of my bed frame, there was a stack of books next to my bed, and I would pick one yep. up every night and just burn through it and throw it in the throw it in the discard pile. Um, but I, I think I think something that you and I have like a almost a daily practice of is you know you and I consume some sort of piece of knowledge, whether that's a book. Like I currently have, I still all over my apartment. There's stacks of books. You know, whether that's like an excerpt from a book or whether that's an excerpt from an article or whether, you know, even more recently, you and I have been watching a lot of YouTube videos um, yep. and we're sending that video to each other. We're sending that excerpt to each other. And always the question from the other person usually is responding with literally just a question mark. Like basically the other one says, <laughs> what's the point of what you're well, sending what? to me? Just, yeah, just send it. And, and then it'll send me like a full tweet and I'll be like, just, just give me the point. Like, of what like what, what's, what's your point? Um, or yesterday you sent me a tweet. I was like, what's the, like, why are you sending this to me? Right. And, right. um, inevitably one of us will like pop back with like a paragraph or like a voice note of like, this is what this made me think of. And this is how we can apply something in here to the business. And, and it's just constant all day, almost every day. The two of us are constantly like pushing the other one to think a little bit differently about something in the world. Um, whether it's something in business or even, you know, you and I are t- constantly talking about like news stories as well, um, where, where it's like, hey, like what's going on in the world? How does this relate back to us and the business? But do you remember the book that really changed the business? And I would yes. say arguably saved the business. And that okay, was the, another all, all, piece of this all, thing. On the, count of, on the count of three, let's see if we're thinking of the same thing. <laughs> we'll say the book. One, two, three. Profit, profit first. Profit first. Yeah. No, it was. It was profit yeah. first. And I, Mike and Picallo, I, it's, I remember we your, read that. 26 27th birthday y'all were jumping out of a plane i decided not to jump out of the plane and i was just reading it on the way to your i didn't jump out of the plane but i went to your party anyway and i remember coming there and you were all excited about jumping out of the plane i was like no no no, we, we, need, we need to talk about this profit first thing like this is going to save our business and it it truly did and if anyone wants like definitely read it uh but basically you break up your bank accounts and you know you have profit income taxes, all the different things that really just look at your business a lot differently than just a pile of money in one bank account. And that little bit of information, I read it first, passing some information to you, then you read it. And then you're like, oh my God, we need to apply it. And next thing you know, the whole business is running a lot better just because of one, one little book. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think, I think like the one, the one that, you know, I've, I've been reading over the past, over the past couple of weeks is, and studying is, um, Alex Ramosi's book, um, hundred million dollar leads. And I, you know, I, I bought you a copy, like, but you know, when one, when one of us gets excited about like a book, oh, it's, it's only a matter of time before the other one is like forced <laughs> into reading that book because 
know, the other ones, the, one of us is going to want to apply a certain methodology and the other one's going to be like, what are you dragging me through? So, so, so it's, usually, <laughs> why are you talking you know, about this all the time? <laughs> so, so, so for us, it's like, you know, I will buy you this copy of this book, like drop it off at your house. Like, but we have to, we have to start doing things. And that happened with profit first. I think we, I think we read clockwork too, was another one. Clockwork was another one, the pumpkin one by him. Like his books have been incredible. His books are great. Um, Because they're actionable. They're actual advice that gets you the information quickly and you can apply literally right away. And it's not like this in theory stuff where we're talking about, you know, a billion dollar business. It's like, no, it's like very typical businesses that you can apply to today. Uh, I think, I think I almost view it like, you know, obviously the two of us run a business together, but you and I are also study partners. Right, like you and I are both lifelong learners, like a little book club. <laughs> yeah, you, 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 you and I, you and I have never like we're big school people. You were a little bit more than me, but you know, yeah. um, but you, you and I love to learn, and I think, mm-hmm. I think, you and I are always pushing each other to be like, hey, look at this thing, look at this article, look at this, you know, look at this thing, and and you and I will spend hours just talking about like one little esoteric thing, and um, you know, I, I, I know you and I can go on about this forever because I think. I think like the learning side of things is really important, but also I think we also push each other to grow as human beings as well. Like you and I, you and I probably not as much as like the articles and like the books and stuff like that. But I think like once a month, you and I are like pushing each other to do better as human beings. Like I feel that a lot from you of like, Hey, you could have done this situation better. You could have handled this better. You could have been a little bit more calmer in this situation. And like constantly you and I are, you know, I, I I at least feel from you where you're, you're constantly being like, Hey dude, do better in this, in this area. And like, I think that is really important as co-founders. It's just like, be humble, like accept that this person is really close to you in your life and like wants the same thing. And like, if they're telling you something, like they're probably seeing something in you that you could do better with. And that's okay. You, you know, you and I have developed a little bit more humility over the years of accepting that. But it goes back to (laughs) it goes back to like I think it was episode one or two where we talked about building a business. It's like building a business is one thing, yeah. But in reality, it's just you learn a lot more about life than you would actually ever imagine. Like if you're just thinking about like just the business and the financials and this, very important, obviously. But there's little things inside the business that are just really about life that you might actually hear other people outside of business saying the same thing. You're like, Oh, well, if they're saying an outside of the business and I'm hearing inside the business between Dave and I like probably should improve on that a little bit. But what would you say before we close this out and get to the idea today, which is a very exciting idea today. Um, what would you say is something that you've been working on? And the one that I'm working on just to answer your question from earlier is I'm trying to do a better job. And this goes back to the leadership style of giving people what they need and then really getting out of getting out of the weeds and kind of looking at it more as maybe a coach um or the owner of of the football team basketball team whatever where identifying really great players that's number one you can't just have like the worst players in the league but identifying really great players and then showing them like hey here's where you can go with this doesn't mean i'm going to teach you exactly like the editing programs and all like that but I can be on the lookout and kind of see like, where's the market going? Where are things going with our industry? Hey, you're doing this, but this is where we need you to be. This is what you should be doing and getting them up on that. And that also includes education, things like that, where it doesn't need to be us, it could be other things. But what would you say you've been working on yourself? Um, 
in in the current moment i have been working on trying to give my give my days a little bit more structure and organization um and just trying to like <laughs> you know trying to like dial into like being very methodical with what i need to do you know I'll, i i am self-proclaimed as well as i'm sure everyone else in the company would say i am sometimes not the most organized human being in the world and i occasionally drop balls so i'm trying to work on like dropping less balls um on on certain things so you know, um, and just putting some systems into place to like make sure everything gets followed up on. I get reminders and, you know, I don't leave things in, you know, a pile somewhere where I haven't looked at them in a while. So I, mean, I think your stuff's great too. Um, uh, the, the stuff that you're working on and, you know, I can definitely see some improvement in those areas. So, you know, it'll be cool to see that, see that grow over the next couple, couple months. Well, are you ready for the idea of the day, Dave? I'm a little nervous as always, but <laughs> let's hear something with ticketing. What's going on there? I would love to hear it. So if you've purchased concert tickets, sporting event tickets, I think you're really going to like this idea. So here's the idea. There are tons and tons of ticketing apps, Ticketmaster, GameTime, StubHub, literally limitless types of apps that you can buy sporting events and concerts and all sorts of tickets on. The problem is... They all claim that they have the best price when you're in their specific app. Now, how do you know that? Well, I have to then go to the seat. I have to exit out of their one app, go to the next app, check the other app, go to the same exact seat and see the same thing. So if you see where I'm going with this is if you had one app that kind of overlays over top of all of them, where you have the same concerts set up, the same you know setup for a sporting event, and you click on the one seat, and you see the prices for from game time. You see the prices from Ticketmaster. You see, you see the prices from SeatGeek. And you can make your own decision on which actually has the best price given that exact seat in the stadium. What do you think? I think it's fascinating because if you look at if you look at a lot of tech industries, right, they, they usually start out with very minimal competition, right? Like you know, it started out with like Ticketmaster was like the only game in town. Then along came a bunch of competitors that sold the same product, like StubHub, SeatGeek, you know, you know, all these same ones. And you also, you know, by creating this competition, you also have created a lack in pricing transparency in the yep. market. So I think it's a good idea. Like it's almost like creating a super aggregator. They do this with like Google Flights does with this with flights. It takes all the flight data uh, with different like Southwest Airlines and there's like a couple other ones that like don't feed them their data. And, and you could see, hey, what what are what's every possible flight I could have on a given day? I think it's a great idea because it's going to promote more transparency in the ticketing industry, especially after that whole Taylor Swift debacle of like, you know, everything that happened with Ticketmaster and Taylor Swift and concert tickets are going for four grand and you know all that stuff. I I think there's some merit to this to this particular idea. It's basically, if you've heard of Trivago, which is like that middle-aged man on with the you know, on TV that you know it says Trivago, where they compare, I believe, either hotels or lights against Expedia and all different sites. It's doing the same thing, but for concerts and sporting events. And I I looked it up. I didn't see anything yet. But as always, if you have, if you like this idea, run with it, and we will be your first beta testers. Would you use this name? I would definitely use this. I don't. I don't think I go to as many events. Like I know that's that's something that you guys that you guys do. Uh, we we've gone to a couple concerts this year, but like nothing crazy. Um, but I think 
you could be the beta tester. I, I would applaud you from the sidelines for coming up with this particular <laughs> idea. Um, I think it would be a big challenge though to get all those apps. The APIs. The APIs are yeah, the most. On, on, yeah. on board. I don't with... think they'll want to feed you their data. I don't think game time is going to want to feed you their data. I don't think, you know, no, Ticketmaster's not going to want it. They benefit from a lack of aggregated data where, yep. you know, where this, where the consumer would benefit from uh, more aggregated data. data. But but here but I don't unless I'm missing something here. Why wouldn't it's not as if we're going to be selling the tickets, right? It's not like this app is going to be the one selling the tickets. You're just showing the ticket prices. So maybe Game Time was 109, maybe Ticketmaster was 111, maybe SeatGeek was 130. I'm just making up these numbers. Yeah. So you're going to go with the 109. Well, you click on 109, and then it may open you up into their page, and then you can check out with Game Time. You're not checking out with this with this exact you know, app website. Right. It, so it, how it, would that, it's like, it's like hotels on Google. If you look up a hotel or you look up a flight, you're, you're exactly, you're kicked over to the site and really they just make their money on, you know, they make their money on aggregating it. The fee, um, fee the fee of the fee and the other fee of the fee. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I think it's, I think it's an interesting idea. Um, I, I do think it could be coming just given the amount of, uh, press and the amount of, uh, Something's got to crack. People have it. Yeah, because I mean, you can you can go on. Like I've gone on, and you know, I, I'm going to I think uh, a couple concerts, and I I bought the tickets, and it's like, all right, the ticket price is 150 bucks. You get all, you're like, you're spending 600 bucks on a pair of tickets by the time you're done with fees and all that stuff. So I mean, I think something something has to give with the ticketing fees um, at some point. All right. Well, if you want to create this app, let us know. We will be your, I will be your first beta tester. Dave will cheer you on for the sidelines. But thank you guys for listening to another episode of The Founder's Life. We will be back next week with some more exciting content. Thanks, everybody.